Welcome to this very special edition of The Shalene Show. Dude, I can't even believe this is so weird that I'm going to be having my son on today as a guest of The Shalene Show talking about social media. Brock is an expert at the way kids use social media. I think I'm pretty good at helping you guys understand how adults use social media. But let me tell you, it's very, very different. Even if your kid is on Instagram and or Snapchat and or Twitter and you are too, the way they use those platforms and the way we use them are night and day. This is going to be a very jaw-dropping, informative episode of The Shalene Show. So it is with great pleasure that I introduce to you my son and the creator of UnwrapSnap.com, Brock Johnson. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. It's kind of weird to have my son on my show, but it's still pretty cool. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So Brock, my audience looks to me oftentimes, especially the people who listen to Build Your Tribe, about social media, Mm -hmm. kind of how to use it to either build their brand or build their message. It's funny because you've grown up with social media. Mm -hmm. Your sister and I consider myself to know a lot about social media, but the one thing we've always kind of joked about in our house is how different like what I do on social media and what I teach and like what your friends do and what they like and how they use social media. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even talking about Instagram, the amount of times you post in a day is more than (laughs) most of my friends would post in a week. And just Mm -hmm. the way that we use all different kinds of social media is different. And that's why I made this academy is that Snapchat is even more different. You know, you and Anchanelle and, you know, other adults that I follow are always posting on their stories, not very much messaging, and are mainly going to, you know, kind of follow the daily lives of each other. <laughs> but the way that kids and teens are using it is totally different. You know, there's so much private messaging and private snaps going back and forth and streaks that are 300 days long. And there's just the difference in the way we both use the app is ginormous. One thing you just said is really interesting. You said, you know, like, mom, you post all the time on Instagram a couple times a day. And myself and my friends, we might post once a week. But yet you're looking at Instagram every single day. So you're still using it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we're on it more. We're on it 24-7. It's what we're doing when we're staring on our phones the whole day is we're on social media and we're private messaging and we're talking to each other. So we're always on. And that's the stuff that parents don't know. They think, oh, my kid rarely uses Instagram or my kid barely uses Snapchat or Twitter, but yet they're on their phones all the time. So what's different, the, the biggest difference that you know, you've illustrated for me is that kids are on social media, but they're not doing it publicly. There's a lot of private messaging and DMs and... Yeah, I mean, well, Instagram obviously offers their DM feature and Twitter does too. And so it's big on that. But those kind of work the way a text message does is you send it and it stays there forever. But that's what makes Snapchat different. And I think that's why Snapchat has become so big amongst teens. I mean, 70% of their users are under 35. So that's a really, really young demographic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because all of the messages disappear after you send them. So you can have a conversation with someone and it's gone the next day and they don't have to worry about deleting it. Or, you know, what if my mom takes my phone in the middle of the conversation? The uh, conversation is already gone. Okay. Isn't that funny? Because that's the reason why most people my age don't want to use Snapchat because they're like, well, what's the point? It disappears. So if I'm creating this like really great (laughs) post or whatever, it's like gone. So 
Why would I do that? And what you're saying is, especially for kids who figured out that their parents are going to grab their phone, you know, some of them will, they don't have to worry about it because Snapchat's already deleted it for them. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like you, you used to message me over the summer on Snapchat and I would say, mom, mm-hmm. stop messaging me on Snapchat. It's disappearing. And I would rather just text you. And, you know, that's something where if I was having a private conversation, I would want to use Snapchat. But if I'm texting my mom, I'd rather text you. Because you want to save it? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad that we're doing this. I feel like it's kind of like a public service announcement for, you know, because a lot of the people who listen to my show are parents and or teachers and or they've got little kids who aren't using social media yet, but they will at some point, right? Let's talk about some of the things that parents need to know, because I know you've got five tips for us. I hope you did, because I told you to give me five tips. Five things that parents need to know about social media that they probably don't know. Five tips. Let's see. Number one is, you know, like seemingly innocent apps, like even the little, you know, Farmville and apps that come with Facebook and like game apps that elementary kids have. There's risks and Mm -hmm. dangers. So even, you know, like YouTube, just you think it's to watch funny cat videos. There seems to be in every single app you can find some sort of chat or instant messaging, some way to buy things, some way to just do stuff that parents wouldn't be happy if they knew it was going on. And kids, sometimes they fall into it. Sometimes they are private messaging and they don't want their parents to know that. So they'll hide it. They don't want their parents to know. Yeah, I think that's eye-opening because I personally know a lot of parents who are like, I would never allow my kid to use any social media, but they let them play games on their phones or games on their iPads to kind of babysit them or whatever. And I'm not judging because, you know, sometimes you have to do what you have to do to keep your kid entertained and it's not all bad. But I think what's really great about this tip is that parents like really know even those little games that they're downloading for their kids because you know, you shared with me stories that are just shocking kids who are in elementary school who don't realize that these little games that they're playing also have little like, I guess you call them add-ons or pop-ups that allow you to chat or instant message and your kid can be the target of a pedophile. Yeah, 100%. And, and, you know, there are bad people out there who know that the kids are vulnerable when they're on these apps and the kids think, oh, I'm just... I'm messaging another elementary school kid. You know, the little third grader doesn't immediately think that they're talking to a pedophile. They think that they're just talking to another little friend and they become Mm -hmm. friends in the app and they think that they are real friends. And then all of a sudden the kid gets an inappropriate message from this person who ends up being a pedophile. I mean, we're lucky if we catch it or catch the person, but a lot of times the kids are so scared or traumatized by what happened. They feel like it's their fault. And they won't tell their parents. And it's a scary thing. And I've, I've heard lots of stories about it from, you know, close family friends that we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, people are sick. But, you know, and so that can really scare parents. Right. And so I think parents believe, especially those who are like, well, my kids are on social media. So let's talk about those parents, the ones who are like, I talk to my kid, I follow them on Instagram. And so I know what they're doing. What did those parents need to know? Well, I mean, just like so many kids have fake accounts. I, the other day, found 15 fake accounts of kids who I went to high school with, who I would consider my friends, who I didn't even know they had fake accounts, but they do. Um, I read a stat the other day that 18% of kids have created either a fake email address or a completely private, separate social media account that's, you know, hidden and not many people know about. On Instagram, they're called Finstagrams. Follow my Finsta. 
Oh, okay. So that's what you young kids will say is follow my Finsta? Yeah, they'll say like follow my Finsta or they'll they'll tag it um, in one of their photos as themselves. So rather than tagging Brock Johnson as Brock Johnson, I would tag myself as my Finstagram and they're always private. So they have to approve you to follow them. And they have very low followers because they want it to be private and they post things on there that aren't typical Instagram posts. You know, they're not them smiling with their family. They're not them at a sports game. It's them at a party. It's them doing drugs. It's them cussing and swearing or bullying someone. You know, it's it's Uh completely hidden. Well, they think it's completely hidden. So they do pretty much whatever they want. So it's it's almost like a decoy, like your your actual account that your parents know about or given the parent permission to follow them, that's almost like a decoy because there's this other account that's what's really going on or at least things that grandma or grandpa wouldn't be proud to see. Yeah, yeah. And there's like the main account, which there's a post every once in a while. And that's one of the things I've noticed too, is that there's a lot more time spent on the Instagram accounts or the fake Twitter, the fake Tumblr, the fake Snapchat accounts. There's way more time spent on those. So there might only be a post once a week on the normal Instagram that the world sees. And then the um, secretive account will have a couple posts a day throughout the day and will be way more active in commenting and way more active in other people's fake accounts. Whoa. How long has this been going on? Since the dawn of time. (laughs) Okay. Pretty much much as, well, kids have always been hiding things from their parents. And as soon as social media came around, it didn't change. It just changed shape. I always told you what I was doing. Like, it wasn't a secret. You know, I would tell you, I have fake accounts and I'm not going to tell you the names of them. And I'm following you and your friends and all of your friends' fake accounts and the fake accounts of the Friends of Friends accounts because yep. <laughs> I wanted to be in, in the know. And it took a lot of time. Yeah. But I just felt like I trust you guys. I just wanted to know really what some of these other kids were up to if I was going to let you hang out with them. I know what I did, but what would you tell parents who have a suspicion that, maybe their kid, or maybe someone that their kid wants to hang out with is not a good influence. How would you tell them they would need to go about finding one of these fake accounts? Well, I mean, you really have to be a detective and it's at each case is different. So, I mean, it starts with maybe making a fake account for yourself so that if you're scrolling through Instagram, if you're digging through people's profile, if you're following private accounts, It's not showing up as, hey, dude, your mom just followed my fake account. It's some Mm -hmm. random person. (laughs) Um, You know, um, like I know you personally had fake accounts to follow my friend's fake accounts. And so I, I think that's important, one. And then, you know, you have to comb through the comments and look for words like Finstagram or uh, similar names or, you know, people will, you know, use little lingo like SC for Snapchat and they'll they'll give a Snapchat name and you'll be like, wait, that's not my son's Snapchat name. Well, before we get to your third tip, let me ask you this and you can answer it as honestly as you'd like. Was it weird? Well, how did that affect you knowing that I was in everybody's business? You know, I honestly don't feel that it negatively affected me at all. I can never really remember thinking like, oh, I totally want to post this or I totally want to say this, but my mom's following me or my, you know, uh-huh. I, I, I never really thought like that. There were times where like if people would take my phone, uh-huh. people would, you know, like take my phone or whatever at school, everyone takes each other's phone. Um, that's a whole separate problem in itself. But you really? know, if someone were to take my phone and want to post something on Instagram or, you know, comment something and I'd be like, don't do that. Like I have my families on Instagram, like uh-huh. just don't do that. So to some extent, would you say it kind of made you walk a straight and narrow a little bit more? 
Yeah, yeah, and maybe just keep my friends who I was around a little bit more conscientious when they were on my Instagram or when they were commenting mm-hmm. on my stuff. How do you think it affected Sierra or how do you think Sierra feels about Because I've heard her say things like to her friends, my mom knows everything, <laughs> you know, kind of like watch out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It's, just, it's almost like just ha- knowing that someone is there is going to keep you a little bit more accountable, like to not do bad things, say bad things, post bad things. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. But still, I don't ever remember feeling like, oh, I, like I'm being spied on or like it was an invasion of privacy. Um, mm-hmm. I read a stat that, you know, most kids feel that they get the trust they deserve. Hmm. When I interviewed kids over summer, I would ask, uh, do you think you get the trust you deserve from your parents? Do you think the level of monitoring that they do is fine? And they all said yes. Um, oh, no, wow. Even, you know, from the kid who said, oh, my parents don't check anything. They don't know what's going on to the kid who said, I don't even have a phone. The only time I can go on an app is to use their phone. Mm. They, they both said the same thing. And it's the, uh, you know, I know they actually said, and it was kind of music to parents ears. I'm sure to hear Like, I know my parents love me and I know it's coming from a good place. So I don't really mind. And I don't think it's a big deal that they know my passwords or that they uh, can watch what I'm doing online. That's cool. So what's your number three tip? Number three is that, you know, the phone isn't the problem. I think a lot of parents, think they're avoiding the issue at least by saying, oh, well, that app isn't allowed in my house or uh, mm-hmm. no phones until you're 16. Mm-hmm. But just like the the dad who says that his daughter can't have a boyfriend until she's 16, she's having secret boyfriends at school. And then mm-hmm. she's coming home and she's the sweet, innocent daughter who doesn't have a boyfriend. Right. It's the same thing. When a kid goes to school, if he has a phone, he can download the app, use it at school, delete it by the time he gets home, and you would never know it's on his phone. And even if he doesn't have a phone, so many kids have phones and have that app and because all of his friends are on phones. So, I mean, there's really no avoiding the issue by just deleting it and pretending that it's not going to happen because, I mean, everyone has phones and even the kids who don't are going to reach kids who do. So, Well, I would say that's the number one thing I hear parents saying is I'll hear them say, it's crazy, you know, it's ridiculous, kind of like in this superior mindset like that all these kids are on their phones and so therefore we're not going to let our kids have phones until blah 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 but meanwhile they have iPads and they're yeah. playing on game consoles or they have a TV that's connected to the internet um you know i think that kids are very smart and often smarter than parents about technology um yep. i saw someone comment the other day that uh, my two-year-old figured out how to get movies on Kindle Fire, less than an iPad. Oh it's, le- it's, it's, I mean, they're meant for reading and a two-year-old figured out how to get movies. I mean, they can't even, you know, eat without a bit. I know. And, and, how to, and they know how to use technology and get a movie on a Kindle. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you restrict phones, there's iPods. Even if you restrict iPods, every single little kid these days, I mean, I see them everywhere. All my little cousins, everyone has iPad. Because that's what they, yeah. you know, they, they, it used to be you have a DVD player on a move on a long road trip. Now you have an iPad and all your movies are there and kids love playing games like Angry Birds and uh, Farmville and all these different games on, on iPads. But everything you can do on an iPhone, you can pretty much do on an iPad, on iPod, pretty much every device out there. Kids can figure out a way to message and use it the way they would a phone. So then if denying your kids the apps or banning all technology isn't the answer. How can parents feel a certain level of, I guess, comfort or to know their kid is doing safe? 
and not at the same time feel like they're invading their privacy? Like what suggestion do you have? I think a big part of it is really truly understanding the app and more than just understanding how to use it, but understanding how your kids are using it. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Like I said earlier, the way the parents are using most apps, uh, social media apps is totally different than the way the kids are. Um, So a big part is knowing how the kids are using it, um, knowing the ins and outs and knowing all the secret tricks that kids are doing. And then kind of that leads into the the next tip that I have is that you are the parent and you're paying Mm -hmm. the bills and the kid is living under your roof. And I think you have the right to spot check. Oh, you're going to you're going to get some sweat. You're going to get some heat from that comment. I'm saying amen. Hallelujah. But you're gonna have to go into the witness protection plan or something. I know. I know. I mean, I know. I've already gotten people, um, friends uh, and (laughs) non-friends, people just commenting on my Instagram, telling me I'm a snitch. And 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 someone said, I bet everyone at your college doesn't like you. (laughs) A A bunch of my friends on my football team were like, you better not let my parents find this or else it's done. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, But yeah, I mean, coming from a 19-year-old whose mom did spot check and whose parents did, I mean, that was routinely kind of the the punishment. You know, if I I was going to get in trouble, if I was quote-unquote grounded, it was like my phone was taken away. And it wasn't like it was just turned off in your purse for a weekend. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I really do feel that if you're paying the bills and if it's if it's your phone, which I mean, most eight-year-olds aren't buying their own iPhones and paying their own uh, wireless bills. And also, I mean, it's your kid and and you value their safety and you want to keep them uh, safe and protected. So it's kind of your also responsibility, not just your right, but your responsibility to do random checks and look at the apps and, you know, look for fake accounts. And I mean, the kids still have yeah. private things in their life. Well, I remember when one time, Sierra's going to love that we're talking about this, <laughs> Um, I was using my quote unquote ninja parent abilities and I suspected something was going on. I logged into her accounts and there was nothing happening on her Instagram page, but there were private DMs between herself and a kid who I knew wasn't a good influence. And just, you know, Sierra had the opportunity to be honest about that. And, you know, kids cover up. Anyways, her phone got taken away from her for a long time. And her thing was, how am I supposed to, you know, talk to my friends? I'm not going to know what's going on. And I said, well, we'll put a phone in your room and you can do this old fashioned thing called <laughs> calling your friends. And I won't even eavesdrop. You can say anything you want. You can talk all night long. But she was like, people don't talk on phones. But <laughs> my point was, you can have your privacy. It's not private if it's on a device. Like it can get out to the world, obviously. Yep. And so I felt like, you know, write in your diary. Yeah. Call people on the phone, you know, whisper in somebody's ear. But if it's on any digital device, it's not private. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's what I was going to say is, I mean, there's still plenty of private in our lives. It's when they are on apps that are public and the Internet is public and everything does last forever. You know, that's that's not truly private. There, there's diaries and uh, they can keep journals and they can they can talk to their friends and have conversations in person and. Um, do all that stuff that kids do, but to do, you know, inappropriate things, send inappropriate pictures, have inappropriate conversations, uh, post bad stuff, saying, saying bad words, just things that kids shouldn't be doing online, that's public. And so yeah. I think that when they're doing that online, it's not private anymore, as private as they think it is, even if it's labeled as a private chat in their phone, it's not private and it's on the internet and it's stored all over the place and it's out there. 
even the stuff that they think disappears. So what's your last tip for us? My last tip is that it's important to have an open line of dialogue between you and your kids. I think you always did a good job of that growing up was just letting us know. I mean, we knew that you were able to get into our apps and we knew that you were following our friends and we would laugh about it with you. You'd be like, oh my gosh, did you uh, see what that kid posted? (laughs) Or you'd be like, did you see what that kid posted? And like, it made us feel like you weren't out to get us. It didn't feel like you were a FBI agent spying on us from some faraway land. It felt like you were our mom trying to protect us. So I think that having that open line of communication and being able to talk about things is important. And also that leads to, you know, keeping your kids safe and you're able to talk to them about things that they shouldn't be doing online and have that open conversation about like, tell me about like, do you have any private accounts or asking for passwords or asking for access to accounts or asking, you know, to have the phone for the weekend or the day, whatever, to look through all the apps and look through all the text messages and private conversations. So I think that being able to talk to your kids in a world where, you know, we've spent this entire podcast uh, talking about technology, it goes back to very basic of just being able to talk to your kid and having that good relationship and being able to communicate with them. You're a good communicator, Brock Johnson. I want to add on to your number five. I assume now you're probably kind of more aware of it, but in the dialogue that you're recommending people have about social media and what's going on, One thing that your dad and I did was, you know, as I suggest all parents do, is try to manipulate your children. So we would would have conversations about things we would see in such a way without like telling you what you could and couldn't do. But we would make comments on like, hey, did you see so-and-so's, your friend such and such who posted that picture in her bikini from behind of her butt? And we would say things like, it just gives such a wrong impression like that. You know, she wants people to look at her. It just seems like she sure is desperate for attention and she's trying to get it from her body. And we would just like kind of almost generally talk about people without having to say, by the way, Sierra, don't post pictures of your butt in a bikini. You know what I mean? And so we didn't never had to say it. They just would kind of hear how other people might view posts. And it, I like to think that that influenced what you guys did without us having to tell you what to do. Yeah. Like you never... You never sat us down and gave us like a list of rules. Like there's never a book of here's what we can post. Here's what we can't post. Here's what we can talk to. Here's who we can't talk to. But Mm -hmm. we understood and we were able to better form that judgment for ourselves based off conversations that we had with you and based off things that we knew would be, you know, inappropriate or things that we just knew, like we've talked about as a family, that like, Mm -hmm. eh, that's, you know, we don't really like that very much. So I wouldn't want to do something uh, that my family wouldn't like very much. I think... That's mm-hmm. all kids. I think the only thing we ever probably had some more serious conversations about was when Ask FM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was an interesting app. It popped up for a couple of minutes, but it's just a nasty app. And it's still around. It's still around. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I'm still seeing it. Um, it's more of a like a middle school type thing. It's And I mean, that's when it kind of first popped up was, I think, my freshman year. Uh, it's still definitely around. I see it in people's bios. People are still... Uh, using it and it might even be more secretive now that now that less Mm. there's less of a craze about it like it's not getting flooded Mm -hmm. with new users part of what we're talking about is like social media and we've talked about like a lot of negative things but i always wanted you guys to use social media i wanted you to because i wanted you to see how you can create your own identity and impact people and let people know who you are like for recruiting purposes for, you know, your sister's doing some modeling. And they've talked about that at 
her agency how big companies want to see what is this person's personality and what is their followership like. And, you know, you're one of your first businesses that you used to raise money to buy your car, you know, on Twitter. I always saw it as like a positive, but I wanted you guys to know the right way to use it. Mm -hmm. And when Ask FM was like the thing, I just would say to you guys, like, okay, explain to me what value there could even be long term in this. And, the, you know, you know and I, I really hated that app because mm-hmm. I didn't see any value in it whatsoever. But Sierra deleted it. And I think you probably deleted it. Or, yeah, but, but, you know, we, you know, we had that conversation with your friends when they were over, too. We'd be like, so wait, what? what is the value of going on this app? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But there, I think there is value in social. Yeah, I think there, I think there is, too. And I mean, it's, it's part of like uh, building a following. And if you ever do have a business... You know, it's uh, social media is very useful. And even if you don't, it's useful to I mean, that's how people are connecting. Now, you're not going to spend hours calling people and chatting on the phone. You're going to message them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Speaking of Facebook, for those who are listening, especially parents who feel like this was a very eye opening conversation. Where can they find you on Facebook where you offer more advice and tips? My Facebook page is Ninja Parent. If you go to Ninja Parent on Facebook. And for those parents who are interested in buying your academy, investing and kind of like learn, even if they think they know Snapchat, learning how kids are using Snapchat, where can they find your academy? My academy is on unwrapsnap.com. That's the name of the academy, unwrapsnap.com, and it's on there. There's about 30 lessons. It doesn't take very long to go through, though. You could you could get through it in about an afternoon and be a pro by the end of the night. That's crazy. Like, that kind of freaked me out that my mom, my mom bought it. I'm like, Mom, it's kind of late to be a ninja. Yeah, she went through it in a night and was sending me snaps by the end of the night. She was like, I'd get a snap of her, you know, playing music, or I'd get a snap of her with a bunch of emojis in it. How hysterical. She's funny. Grandmas can learn and understand Snapchat in an afternoon. Yeah. What do you think is next for parents? I mean, in your academy, it's, is it just Snapchat or do you kind of talk about other platforms? Like, if, For those who are like, I don't need to worry about Snapchat, would your academy help them in some other way? Yeah, um, I, I think I do a good job of talking about principles that can apply to all social medias. And even though the way you create a fake account on Snapchat and Instagram might be a little bit different, it's still the same principles and the same ideas. Yeah. And it's, you know, really focused on being the best you can possibly be, having all the tools you can to keep your kids safe and monitor and know what's going on and know how they're using apps, not just how they want you to think that they're using apps. So yeah. I think I, I think I'd have a pretty good balance of talking about uh, social media as a whole and not just focusing on Snapchat. And then, you know, there's a constant flow and constant change in technology. And that's true with social media too. So one day it might be Instagram, one day it might be Snapchat, um, might yep. be some new app next week. I know Musical.ly is getting really big, especially with like elementary school kids. Ooh, yes. You know, I've heard parents talk about Musical.ly and they're like, oh, it's just a lip syncing app, but it can be more dangerous than that. Yes. Yep. I mean, there's there's friends on there. You can communicate and you can message on there. I'm thinking about doing a whole nother academy teaching all about the ins and outs of Musical.ly. Wow. You know, like I said, it started off with MySpace and then Facebook. And now people laugh because kids aren't on Facebook as much as they used to be. I mean, Facebook is filled with parents. And I think that's why all the kids aren't on Facebook anymore. So then it kind of moved to Instagram. And now Snapchat is huge. Snapchat, this is a crazy stat I heard. Snapchat has one fifteenth the amount of users as Facebook. 
Okay. But there's more media shared on Snapchat than Facebook on a daily basis. Are you kidding me? That is shocking. I know. Yeah, no. And the reason for that is because Snapchat is 70%, like I said earlier, is 70% of kids under 35. And of that 70%, Snapchat users, 65% are on it on a daily basis. So, daily. I mean, we can guess who that 65% is. It's the, it's the kids yeah. who are on it all day. The average user spends... Uh, about 45 minutes on Snapchat a day, which is way more than any other app. And that's why that's why the media transfer, the videos and pictures, the snaps that are being shared on Snapchat is so much bigger than even Facebook, which has way more users. That is shocking. I did not know that. You taught me something, Brock Johnson. Well, thank you so much, honey. It's been awesome to have you as a guest on my show. I knew this would happen someday. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you had me here. <laughs> awesome. All right, honey. Talk to you soon. I'll snap you. All right. See ya. Love you. Love you too. This episode of The Shaleen Show, That's My Mom, is brought to you by UnwrapSnap.com, the place to go for parents who want to be in the know. Whether you're a parent who wants to be more informed or you just don't really understand how to use Snapchat, this is the course for you. For a limited time, I'm offering lifetime access for only $29.99 with a full money-back guarantee. Thanks in advance for checking it out. And don't forget to follow Ninja Parent on your favorite social media apps.